the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. You know I'm a bad girl. <laughs> that always makes me giggle. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K show. Super excited to have you guys with me on this hump day as we rolling over into into Friday. All right, so um back at his normal night of the week he was on twice last week and I, and people were like confused but you know he had to be on a couple times last week cuz things were crazy with the banks but he's back at his usual time Wednesdays at 7 p.m. of course i'm talking about the one and only financial thought doctor dave elhoff aka fighting meadows hello my dear thanks for being back with us tonight doing great ak dynamite what's up well, I'm doing good, too, because I'm happy to report that I was able to get a dozen eggs for only $4.99 instead of the seven ninety nine I had to pay last week. Now, of course, it's still up $2 over what I was paying a carton of eggs when Trump was in office. But I'm supposed to be excited by that, right? Because that means they're yeah. solving the inflation problem. Yeah, you might want to get some chickens. <laughs> chicken man i can't afford that that's like 12 dollars for one chicken breast at my ralph's i ain't i ain't fat and i'm not fat and like phat like that like you rich people are not for eating ak oh and have them lay eggs oh okay i'm not much of a farmer mama grew up on a dairy farm and i don't know how she did that i don't know i i used to see my grandma ring chicken neck and pluck chicken for dinner and it's just like that ain't my vibe man that ain't my vibe i was meant to be in the city i was meant to be in new orleans not out in the on the bayou out on the swamps well, i guarantee you down in new orleans there's some people that have chickens in their backyard oh <laughs> Uh, among other animals <laughs> this exactly. is true this is true my dear all right so um before i play you a, a fabulous clip from janet yellen bragging about something uh and talking or or somebody to, i can't even remember what this clip was uh, it has to do with bank rescues i want you to you sent me something on monday that had to do with yeah. nationalizing uh, the banks. What what what's really going on? What's the word out there between you, you big thinkers, you big brain financial people, in terms of overall? What's are we nationalizing the banks? Well, I think that the current administration would love to do that, 
I don't know if they can do that without the cooperation of Congress. And that isn't going to happen. But they would love to do that, have control of all the banking institutions. And that means having control of all our money. And there's laws that are in place right now that eventually, if we go down the path that they want us to go to, it is designed that they're going to control the timing when and if we get our benefits, whether they're uh, Social Security benefits or whether they are paying interest on our deposits and determining when we can really take our deposits out of the bank. Wow. That's what they'd really like to do, you know, is control the American populace. So, so hold on a second, because I don't want, I I want to, I want this to sink into what you're saying, financial thought, Dr. Dave Elhoff, because I'm not hearing anybody else reporting on this. Um, They, you know, it, it, they don't necessarily need, they want to nationalize the banks, but they don't necessarily need to do that if they're still controlling, if they have a means with laws on the books to control our money and our ability to access our money. And you're saying that there's laws on the books that are going to control our ability to access our retirement funds when we want them, whether or not it's Social Security, whether or not it's involving private uh, retirement accounts, as well as our deposits. Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is, I discussed it with you before, is that there are laws there that as your income goes up in retirement, they're going to steal from your Social Security to pay your Medicare benefits. Yes. So so that plus, you know, once upon a time that if you accumulated too much, uh, Carter took care of this in the 90s when he was president there was a 15 percent carter wasn't president what you mean clinton are you talking about clinton in the 90s or yeah Yeah, okay clinton in the 90s sorry clinton in the 90s reversed it where there was a 15 percent excess accumulation tax on retirement funds 15 percent so not only did you have to pay the income tax when you took it out to use it there was a 15% if you had more than a million dollars in a retirement asset. And that you start adding up your IRAs, your 401ks, and your retirement assets. It, many people out there are sitting on millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and they want to bring that back. Wow. And Nancy Pelosi uh, years ago said there's, $10 trillion, it is much more now, in these IRAs and 401ks, we need to have our money on it. Wow. So they're coming for our retirement accounts. They're coming for our retirement accounts. You know, and they want you to load up on it. That's why they say, okay, catch up. Catch up on $5,000. Big deal. If you do the numbers, that 5000 extra that you're putting in before retirement, if you're 55 years of old, uh, old, is nothing. It's not going to add to your retirement benefits at all. But what it is going to add to is when it's time for you to take it out, the government's going to tell you how much they want. Wow. So you got to look at it. Who do you want in charge of your money? If it's the government 
you know they want to get your taxes more than anything. If it's Wall Street, you know they want to have your money in control as long as possible because they collect fees as long as your money is invested through their brokers. Yeah, so uh, we're talking to Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't know that that the message is don't put money in a four hundred one k or don't, but because or or don't put all your money. I mean, there can be, you know, if you're working for a company that's matching, um, you know, you could be missing out if you're not putting money in the four hundred one k. But we're, you know, we're, the message to most Americans is that's where they all of their savings and all their their money should go, all their disposable money that's should go. And that's the message. Yeah. And what I'm telling people to do, okay, it's okay, especially younger, to put it in up to the match. Okay. Okay? But don't go overboard into it because there's a lot of other places you can park that money Mm -hmm. that is not going to be controlled by the government in the future. Gotcha. So it's, yeah. Critical. And that's critical, and that's where you come in to assist that. Um, we, I, I don't know that I even need to bother playing this clip. I, uh, I do. I don't know if it, if there's anything you want to add to the fact that Janet Yellen did say additional bank rescues could be warranted if smaller institutions fail and pose a risk to financial stability. Um, you know, let's go ahead and play that clip and see if Elhoff has yeah. anything. Clip five. Our intervention was necessary to protect the broader U.S. banking system. And similar actions could be warranted if smaller institutions suffered deposit runs that posed the risk of contagion. I believe that our actions reduced the risk of further bank failures that would have imposed losses on the deposit insurance fund which is paid for through fees on banks. Do you agree with her that they had to they had to bail out SVB in, in order to stop a run on other banks and that they may have to rescue more in the future? I mean, I'm old enough to remember after 08, they were saying no business is too big to fail and no person too big to jail. Yeah. Well, you know, did they have to? I think they had to in order to protect their agenda. Yes. That, yeah, good point. Yeah. You know, they have an agenda, and probably the biggest farce that is being subjected to us in American people is this green program. Mm-hmm. The green program, because you sent me, or Noah sent me an article about how some Democrats are saying, you know, this green policy is not quite working for us. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> We've been saying for quite some time, Yeah, green is not predictable. Green has consequences. It's expensive. And if you do the numbers on it, there's much less expensive ways to provide energy throughout the country. And number one, what they're trying to do is control the United States and producing carbon, carbon emissions when the entire world is continuing to burn coal, and they aren't coal plants like we got in the U.S. I've told you, I've been to a coal plant in New Mexico, and I tell you what, you couldn't see one bit of dust coming out of that right. place. 
Right, but if you've if you've seen these, but if you've seen these lithium battery um, sites, um, what are they called? Like um, mines, basically, they're mines. They are an environmental disaster, and they use child labor. And it's but that's the E when it comes to these banks and their ESG scores. It's, that's the the climate change hoax is the E in that. Then you've got the social justice warrior stuff, diversity, equity, inclusion, and then there's the governance, right? And all, all the focus on all that is part of the reason why uh, SW uh, Signature Valley Bank SVW SVB. Um, collapsed or or failed, uh, 16 Republicans have um, basically what did they have um, 16 Republican attorneys general have warned the Biden administration about using federal regulators to encourage this because we've got the we've part of the reason why banks are focused on this climate change crap and green energy and all this other stuff is because we've got the federal regulators or Democrat operatives and they're they're encouraging the banks to do this right and exactly. yeah and i'll tell you what you know they're selling the tax credit on putting these in and what happens even with the tax credit it's not economical it takes eight to ten years to break even after the tax credit but then you're still not. Okay. I got neighbors of mine that that put these solar panels up, and he was like, "I didn't get a bill last month." I'm like, "It's going to take you 20 years to get your yeah. money back." And then yeah. what happened was SDG&E started hitting them with a fine because they weren't getting any energy. They weren't paying for any energy, so they had to start getting some kind of service fee. Right? I can't yeah. remember what they called it. And then they've also got income redistribution to where if you're living in La Jolla, you got to pick up some bills for some people in East County. So they're now getting to what they're now getting bills every month from SDG&E. They're as big as what the, as big as when they ever paid for their own electricity. It's such a it was such a scam, such a scam. It is a total scam. Plus, what happened is that maybe the longest life on these panels. And that we're just talking about the panels now is about 18 to 20 years. And you have to replace them. You start the whole thing all yeah. over. Yeah. And what do you do with the panels? How do you get rid of them? Uh, exactly. And the, it, don't get me started on windmills. Yeah. Windmills, I was involved 35 years ago looking at windmill farms 35 years ago. They didn't make sense then. They had even stronger tax credits then, and it still didn't make sense. And today, it's not any better with the new technology they got with the new windmills. And it's been 14 years now since Barack Obama, with his shovel-ready jobs, big big budget gut-busting bill, remember all the shovel-ready jobs, remember Solyndra and all the green energy boondoggles, he wasted upwards of a trillion dollars of taxpayer money, and not one of those companies is working now. And that was 14 years ago. 14 years ago. All right, got it. I, I, want, I want to take us back, though, before we break, real quick, I want to remind everybody what, what Elhoff said a few minutes ago, which was really, really important, and that is the laws that are in place that are making it, making it to where going forward, your 401ks, our retirement 
accounts are going to be raided by uh, the by the, the government. That's the plan. So you got to be diversified. You got to be looking at other options. We don't do here like the like last week. I was losing my mind over some of the suggestions. Bl- national TV people telling everybody take out a- a- everything out of your stock market. Uh, completely pull everything out of the stock market and buy gold. I heard one person say that. Another person said don't leave any money and in, in, in any checking account anywhere. And it's just it was insane. You need to be looking at what's right for you and your family and your financial situation with an understanding of what the laws are, what things are going to be looking like down the road, and make decisions based on your own personal situation. And that's how Dave Elhoff can help you. Tell everybody how they can find you, my dear. 619-548-0965. All right. Website financial thought doctor. I prefer him go to my website, do a little investigation. Financial thought doctor, totally spelled out. Dot com. There's a lot of information there that you can look at. And the point is this, folks: is you got to be armed with knowledge. Yes. And when you have the knowledge, then you need to have wisdom to put it to work properly. Yes. That's what I help you do. We work together. I don't tell you what to do. I give you options. And when you have options, you make your own choice of what you want to do. Right. And then then you're empowered and you're in control of your destiny, not leaving it to the U.S. government. All right, Financial Thought Doctor. Fighting Meadows. All right. Till next week. All right, AK. I will, babes. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk a little military and how uh, the VA is possibly going to hurt a whole lot of veterans. Stay tuned. Hearing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before I got to get serious, maybe maybe we should just just interject into this night tonight's Hump Day special. Maybe we should recite a poem. Should we? Should we? Should we have? What is it? What they used to do? Like poetry reading nights? Isn't that used to be a thing? Maybe like back in the sixties. Remember when they used to like snap their fingers? Was that the beatniks? They still do poetry reading uh, nights today. There's there's poetry reading nights. There is. Is there really? Okay. Well, then we're right on point. We're 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 on trend then. Biden's with the times, baby. He is because here is your favorite POTUS. With just a little ditty, a little poem, <laughs> brought to you by Joe Biden, clip six from yesterday. An engineer, poet, Cuban-American, Richard Blanco, uh, returned to a poem he wrote from the second inaugural of Barack and Me. A poem, one today, it says, and always one moon like a silent drum tapping at every rooftop <laughs> and every window on every in, of every county, countries. Let me start this over again. <laughs> I'm getting so intimidated by it. Oh, please. <laughs> always one moon, like a silent drum tapping on every rooftop and every window of one country, county, county. All of us facing the stars, 
hope, a new constellation waiting for us to map it, waiting for us to name it together. You know, that's where we, you know, hope is, uh, I was once asked by Xi Jinping to define America, for real. We were in the Tibetan Plateau. I said, possibilities, hope. That's a the poem delivered and then he goes off on some fantasy fantasy story about being on a tibetan plateau with a monk <laughs> no with xi jinping because <laughs> when you think the leader of china you think about you think of him on a tibetan plateau when has xi jinping been in tibet on a tibetan plateau with biden i don't think it happened <laughs> maybe it was corn pop Maybe that was that. Maybe that was corn pop, or maybe he was on the Tibetan plateau with the black kids that were that were digging his his long hair on his legs. I mean, this man is wacko. And you know who's worse is the people sitting in that office laughing, which was obviously like you're 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 laughing to humor somebody. It's so funny. Yeah, you're laughing to to humor somebody. It's embarrassing. And who I want to know who. Had to been had to been somebody on Kamala Harris's staff. They're like, I know, because she's the only uh, the only politician more unpopular than Joe Biden is Kamala, right? So she's got to have some staffer who put that into the teleprompter to try to to try because she's competing with who can sound the stupidest, stupidest, right? We never played that clip of her talking about water, and she's got puns about water. I mean, these two together, it's frightening when you think about how close we are. To World War Three in this country, I'm old enough to remember when Trump was the one who was going to get us into World War Three. He was too unstable. This man can't even read country or county on a teleprompter. I got to know whose idea it was for him to read a poem. Whose idea was it for him to read a poem? I think Skins is looking up a Kamala Harris clip for me. Give me a thumbs up if I should wait or if I should talk the military. I don't know. I think so. I'm going to try and find that clip that we're talking about by the end of the show. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's too funny. We, I should have played it last week. I forgot about it. All right. I got to get into some serious talk. We don't spend enough time on the show. I, I think in my opinion, I need to start thinking of some regular military segments that I can do each week to pay homage to the real heroes. You know, there's always so much discussion of, um, <clears throat> who our heroes are or who our leaders are and there's all this talk and we've just we've also one of the things that annoys me so much is how we've adopted this vernacular in American culture of talking about who's a yes queen and oh he's my king where did this king and queen crap come from okay we don't have royalty in this country but if we were going to have anybody anywhere come close to royalty in this country it would be our US military and before we get into that do we have have said clip of Kamala Harris. I wish that we uh, did not, uh, but we do. Okay, let's let's hear this. Here's a, here's a a, a, a newy and a and a goodie from Kamala. So you know, water policy can go in all these different. It, it flows in different directions. <laughs> water flows. <laughs> oh, I have puns on water. <laughs> so. <Well. yeah. laughs> She's got puns. Water flows in different directions. <laughs> I've got puns. I've got puns. <laughs> I'm telling you, she had a staffer put that poem in there in his prompter because it's it's they're they're neck and neck, man. They're in competition for the most bumbling, um, cognitive def- cogn- 
cognitively deficient bozos in the clown show. You know, Andrea, I didn't like Obama, but at least the guy was polished. At least he was articulate. At least he knew where he, he was. He was a good, decent. He was a great speaker. Yeah, he was. He was. At least he wasn't an embarrassment to this country. He was a scam artist. He was a con man. He's a communist and a fraud. But at least he he wasn't this. This is worse because th- this literally is frightening. We don't know who's really running our country. That clip we play is why Biden is still in office. Yes, because the plan to push him out and put her up in numero uno, they can't go with that plan I now. swore he was going to be gone six months in. That was the plan. And now they got to prop him up like Weekend at Bernie's. And that's the commander in chief that you just heard. And number two, second in line. So that's and, and uh, that's who our military is vulnerable to. They, that's who's in charge and possibly taking us into World War Three. At least that's who's supposedly in charge. Meanwhile, our U.S. military, if we were going to have kings and queens in this country, it would have to be our U.S. military. Those that literally, I'm so tired of hearing about courage. It's not, you're not courageous because you got in an accident or got diagnosed with cancer. And as much as that struggle is horrendous and my heart aches for those people, courage is when you choose to risk your life for this country. That's what courage is, right? And there are courageous Americans who aren't in the military. So we should be doing, the left loves to talk about their whole agenda is taking care of the little guy. They've got an invasion and bringing in with cartels, bringing in cartel members and allowing cartels to control our border to bring in all kinds of gang members and child traffickers and all that under the guise of we've got to take in the poorest and the least among them. We've got to take care of them. We got to take care of them. And then uh, recently all, taking it all the way to the Supreme Court. We got to pay off all these student loans. Oh, they're just so burdened. They got they, they couldn't go to school during covid or we took their job away from them and then they couldn't pay their student loan. Well, you created that problem and now you want taxpayers to pay for it. And there's no means testing for that. Anybody with student loan gets it paid off, whether or not they went to an Ivy League school and their daddy is a filthy rich brain surgeon or venture capitalist. Meanwhile, here's the plan for disability benefits beginning in January 2024. One of their plans uh, involving disability compensation for the military, and I quote, under this option, VA would means test all current and prospective recipients of VA disability compensation beginning in January 2024. After that date, veterans would receive full payments only if their gross household income in the prior calendar year was less than an inflation indexed threshold for that year. Disability benefits would be phased out at a constant rate for veterans with income above the threshold. For every additional $2 of gross household income, disability compensation would decrease by $1. Under that phase-out, veterans whose gross household income was $170,000 or higher, which is your poor if you're in New York City, if you're in New York on that, by the way, uh, for income was one hundred seventy dollars or higher in calendar year 2023 and who would have received the average annual payment would no longer receive any disability compensation from Veterans Administration in calendar year 2024 there would be no adjustment in the income threshold for household size so it didn't matter if you had 10 kids didn't matter if you had to take in you know your parents didn't matter 
You think about everything that they're doing for these illegal aliens coming into this country. We spent, I think it was around $30 billion last year just on medical, free medical care to people who broke into this country. And this is what we're doing to our veterans. It's despicable. That's despicable. Going to take a break. We come back. Got another military story for you guys. The DOD used to be our only non-political department we had. And that's gone. How is the DOD helping the Democrats in their elections? We will tell you that when we come back. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. (laughs) Earlier we were talking to, um, last hour we were talking to Brian Maloney and played the clip of DeSantis. And he was saying that uh, DeSantis in that clip reminded him of Scott Walker. And I'm like, I think he's more George W. Bush in that because W would chuckle a little bit. Remember, he was always making a joke and they mocked him on Saturday Night Live and they and whoever played him would do the little shoulder bounce, <laughs> which was actually a great characterization. So then then Maloney brought up, well, I hear some Jeb Bush in there too. Well, Sandra emailed me and said, Jeb Bush, please clap. Do you remember when he was on the campaign trail and he was at a he was at like a town hall or a rally with people and he's talking and like nobody's clapping for him and he's like please clap <laughs> and that's when trump named him low energy jeb <laughs> oh, good times right good times all right military so politico is reporting uh, let me stop giggling about jeb and get back to uh, politico and what they're reporting today uh, they are reporting that a total of seven GOP congressional candidates, um, they're, um, they gave private information the, the, okay, the, I'm giving, I, I'm doing it in reverse. Um, in a letter dated Friday, which was obtained by Politico, the Air Force told House Armed Services Committee Chair Mike Rogers and an uh, and Oversight Committee Chair James Comer that an audit by its personnel center found nine people's records were released without authority to the firm due diligence group between 2021 and 2023. So what the Air Force did now of course you know when we when we talk about the military we don't usually mention the air force you know it's like we always talk navy marines of course i always talk marines first and then then navy um we don't tend to think much of the air force and um but they gave they basically gave private information to the democrat party opposition for opposition research Because seven of these people were GOP congressional candidates. So let that sink in for a moment. We don't have, let me remind you, let's rewind back to Sean Hannity telling you that the deep state was just a few people at the top. Remember that? It's not. And when you look at Colonel Chow Thief, Vinman, you look at who was involved at the um, in the impeachment of the Ukrainian uh, phone call, the Ukrainian whistleblower hoax, that was the U.S. military, 
involved in that and our intelligence community. Andrew Vinman, remember Colonel Andrew Vinman, Colonel Chow Thief? Let's remind you of Mark Milley. Remember General Mark Milley? Who's talking about, you know, how he just needs to, he just needs to study and understand about his own white privilege. Right? Who admitted. Probably stopped drinking coffee too. Yeah. He admitted that he called his Chinese counterpart in the Chinese Communist Party and told them if Trump decided to take any action, he would warn them first. Our Department of Defense has been completely politicized. There was a time in which we thought that our U.S. military would, you know, bridge the gap, right? Remember, Milley was the one who walked with Trump in the summer of 2020. Trump, what, what, what Trump, and, and then Milley was like, oh, I'm so ashamed that I did that. I walked with Trump. Trump walked across the street from the White House to the church that had been her, uh, burned and held up a Bible. And for some reason, the general was ashamed of that, called it a political stunt. It wasn't a political stunt. It was, it was Trump holding up the Bible and saying, and this was the day after his life was threatened, he had to be taken into a bunker. And it was him saying, you're not going to, you know, holding up the Bible and saying, we are a Judeo-Christian nation and you're not going to destroy that. And we're here to stay. And I'm standing up for Christians. I'm standing up for our Judeo-Christian principles and values. That's what that was about. And Mark Milley had a problem with it because he's a communist. The deep state and the police state is all connected. It's all part of the DOJ interconnected with our law enforcement agencies and our intelligence apparatus. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got some great clips to share with y'all. We might have saved the best for last on tonight. And it involves Rand Paul and some uh, clot shot discussions. Stay tuned. AK, Dynamite in the Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. So here's the thing. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? <laughs> Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just there's something about the, and, and most of us, many of us went to school on the yellow school bus, right? And it's part of, it's part of, our, our experience growing up. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round. I just was just waiting for her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a humiliation. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay. Thank you for playing that because I'm about to get really angry. Um, fortunately, we're almost out of time on the show. Um, so the Moderna CEO was in front of Congress today. Uh, and uh, he was confronted by Rand Paul on a couple of things. I encourage everybody to go online. We didn't have time. There's so much breaking news. We didn't have time to get into too much of this. And some of it, quite frankly, is redundant. We already know that these were pushed out. I mean, you know, don't, weren't the clips we played of Fauci going door knocking in D.C. and him and, and him being confronted by African-Americans for the truth about the shots? Says it all. From 2021 
And in one of the clips we didn't have time to play, he's telling the lady he's with this vaccine hesitancy is because these are red areas and these Republicans when it was at D.C. area. OK, it's about as Democrat as it gets. So there but there was a couple of things that did come out that were new today. And that's why we're only going to pull a couple of clips for you. One is which the Moderna CEO lies to the American people, lies to the American people that these shots are resulting in myocarditis of young people. My only criticism of Rand Paul here is that he restricts the age to, to too limited in terms of men. I say that this is going up into men in their 30s and their 40s. Clip two. Is there a higher interest or a higher incidence of myocarditis among adolescent males 16 to 24 after taking your vaccine? So thank you for the question, Senator. First, let me say we care deeply about safety and we're working closely to, with the CDC and the FDA. To Pretty get- much a yes or no. Is there a higher incidence of myocarditis among boys 16 to 24 after they take your vaccine? The data I've shown actually, I've seen, sorry, from the CDC actually shown that there's less myocarditis for people who get the vaccine versus who get COVID infection. You're, you're saying that for ages 16 to 24 among males who take the COVID vaccine, their risk of myocarditis is less than people who get the disease. That is my understanding. That sir. is not true. And I'd like to enter into the record six peer-reviewed papers from the Journal of Vaccine, the Annals of Medicine that say the complete opposite of what you say. I also spoke with your president just last week, and he readily acknowledged in private that, yes, there is an increased risk of myocarditis. The fact that you can't say it in public is quite disturbing. Yeah. It's a lie. Paul also said this at one point. So the CDC recommends this because he asked him, how many times you gotten your your kids getting the shot? Oh, three or four times. He says, so this we follow the uh, uh, the guy says, so the CDC recommends this. And, you know, you're obviously someone who's self-interested in the outcome here. But the CDC says that if your 15, 16 year old gets covid, recovers, takes a shot and gets myocarditis, is hospitalized with elevated heart enzymes and is very sick. The CDC says as soon as he gets better, vaccinate him again. Do you know how many American patients think that there's a re- that's a reason, rational, reasonable thing to do? to do do you know how many countries don't do this for children sweden doesn't offer the the shots i'm not calling them vaccines for kids under 12 and he goes on and on about norway and france and all these other people um he says uh he says when all the studies who isolate out people by age uh, uh, have found that yes there's an increased risk after taking the shot pfizer too but worse with moderna and the guy says there's an increased risk, and that's always comparing it to someone who gets COVID. And he says that's not true either. But there is an increased risk of getting it. But even when they compare it to the disease, there are many papers out there, and he goes on to, to basically bust him on that. That's not the worst part. And by the way, the, what I don't like about Rand Paul's questioning here is it's too limited to children. These shots are killing older people. And we don't know how many older people are going to die from getting these shots because the blood clots haven't taken their brains out yet, right? We know that there's sudden adult death syndrome happening for people older than Rand Paul is talking about here, but it's even worse because what we found out today is what we've really suspected all along, that while the U.S. government was denying American people shots, uh, not shots, denying the American people treatments that worked, letting them get so sick They had to go into the hospital and then be forced on a ventilator and forced to take remdesivir that was blowing out their kidneys. And then when the shots came out, they continued to deny treatments that worked so that they could mandate and push shots that didn't work 
that have ended up killing people for money. Wait till you hear how much money the U.S. government, the National Institute of Health, Fauci's organization made just last year alone. Our U.S. government, while they were denying treatments that worked, pushing and mandating shots that didn't, it was because they were on the take. Guess how much? Clip three. Mr. Benzel, uh, Moderna recently paid NIH $400 million. Do you believe it creates a conflict of interest for the government employees who are making money now off of the vaccine to also be dictating the policy about how many times we have to take the vaccine? Good morning, Senator. Uh, Indeed, we recently made, before Christmas last year, a $400 million payment to the NIH for uh, an old patent that they had developed, not related to COVID, but useful in the development of a COVID vaccine uh, to, to prevent for their work. Uh, it's for the U.S. government to assess how that money should be Do you think be it creates a conflict of interest for the same people deciding the policy of how often we have to take the vaccine to also be making money the more times we take the vaccine? Yes it, or no? This is for the government to decide. Senator. You have no opinion on whether or not it creates a conflict of interest? He tried to he tried to weasel it and say, oh, that was for a patent for something that was then used for the covid back four hundred million four hundred million dollars for a patent. How stupid do these people think we are? Our National Institute of Health, our CDC, our FDA, our NIAID are nothing but a, a money machine for big pharma. That's why when we were kids, we got one or two shots and I had to get a lot because I was in the military. You know, I, I, was in, I was a child in the military. I was a dependent. So we probably got more shots than anybody. And I actually have my childhood shot records. And, you know, I only got like three. Now, how do you know how many shots kids get by the time they're five? We're filling them full of all kinds of chemicals. It's crazy. Shoving poison. No, and no wonder. No wonder they had to change the definition of a vaccine and it went from one shot to another shot to three and four boosters and now it's every year. Look how much money they're making on it. Why would anybody trust these people at this point? Why? Do you guys trust the U.S. government? Let's keep this conversation rolling. Follow me on all the socials. Download my podcast. Give us a call, 24-hour line, 844-814-5227. I'm on all the socials at Andrea K. Show. We'll see you tomorrow night, Thursday night, right here, 68 p.m. Love you all. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.